Today is Palm Sunday, and this morning we commemorate the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And as Jesus entered into the holy city, the people gathered around him waving palm branches and placing them in his path as he entered the city gates. Palm Sunday is recorded in all four Gospels. You know, there are very few things that you see in all four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're, they're very similar in the things that they record, but John is totally different. John is special, okay? He, he only wrote down a few particular things of importance, but we see Palm Sunday in all four Gospels. This is a very significant event because it set in motion the events that would lead up to the crucifixion. Jesus entered Jerusalem on this day not to visit the city, not just to celebrate a feast, but he entered into that city because he was on his way to offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins. This is an important day to remember, and I pray that it's many would sink into your heart today, because on Palm Sunday, Jesus announced that he is king. Zechariah prophesied of that day and said, Behold, your king is coming. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem, he didn't enter the city as a prophet. He did not enter as a rabbi or a moral teacher. Jesus came into Jerusalem as king. And Jesus is no ordinary king. How many of you know that for yourself? There is nobody like Jesus. He is the undeniable, indisputable, all-sufficient, everlasting, unchangeable, unshakable, ever-living, eternal king of glory. He is the master of the mighty, the captain of the conquerors, the overseer of the overcomers. There is nobody like Jesus. Come on, doesn't matter. There's nobody like Jesus. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. He is no ordinary king. This morning, I want to briefly tell you three things that happen when Jesus is your king. Number one, Jesus brings peace. Jesus brings peace. Come on, tell somebody, Jesus brings peace. John 12, 14 and 15. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on the donkey's colt. Now, when I was a kid, growing up in church, I always wondered, why a donkey? And I say that because our neighbor had a donkey. It ain't no glamorous animal. <laughs> in my mind, I wanted to see Jesus riding on a stallion. You know what I mean? And in fact, the book of Revelation tells us that one day soon, Jesus would descend from heaven on a white horse, a kingly horse, air horse one. <laughs> But on that day in Jerusalem, on Palm Sunday, he was riding a lowly donkey. And this is significant. You see, in times of war, kings would ride horses into battle. But a donkey was only used in times of peace. And Jesus' entry in Jerusalem on a donkey said to all the world, this come, this king comes to bring peace. Do you know that real peace only comes from Jesus? You can have seasons of peace and times of peace, but you can't have true peace in your heart. And you cannot have true peace in your mind apart from the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. First Peter 5, 7 says this, Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. No matter how much stress, fear, and anxiety you have in your life, it is not too much for Jesus to handle. Cast your cares on Him. Because He cares for you. Colossians 3.15, to let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called into one body, and be thankful. 
Philippians 4, 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And this is what happens. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace in the Hebrew language is Sar Shalom. Come on, get, get, get Hebrew with me this morning. Come on, somebody say Sar Shalom. All right, very good. That word Shalom was the word people used to greet each other in those days. Come on, so, so somebody look at your neighbor and say Shalom. <laughs> Come on, look at somebody else and say Shalom. That word Shalom means peace. Right? It's the same root as the Arabic word salam, right? When people greet each other, one say assalamu alaikum, and the other, which means peace be to you, and the other would say assalamu alaikum salam, and to you peace. So shalom, like salam, means peace. And the Hebrew word shalom means much more than just peace. In the Hebrew language, shalom literally means nothing broken and nothing missing. Come on, somebody say that. Nothing broken, nothing missing. So the Bible promises peace through Jesus Christ. It's not promising that he'll make everything life and life easy. It's not a promise that all your problems will disappear and all your wildest dreams will come true, like if you book to Pedro. Here's what the Bible promises about Jesus. He will heal the brokenness in your life and he will fill every void that's missing in your heart. When you have the peace of God through Jesus Christ, your life may look like it's falling apart on the outside, but you can have complete peace on the inside. When you have peace of God through Jesus Christ, He is the Prince of Peace. It's not a temporary peace, it is a peace deep down in your soul. He has a way of taking the brokenness and the emptiness in your life and bringing you peace. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Listen to the word of God in Isaiah 9, verse 6. His name, talking about Jesus, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom. And of the increase of his government of peace, there will be no end. Notice that peace is connected to his position and his authority. It says, Prince of Peace. Not just Shalom, but Sar Shalom. That word Tsar in Latin is the word Caesar. In Russian, it's Tsar. Tsar means absolute ruler. So Jesus is the absolute ruler of peace. Verse 7 says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. But here again, government and peace are together. That's talking about the lordship, the kingship of Jesus. So if you want the peace that Jesus offers, he's got to be your king. As long as we're under his rule and under his authority, we can have that kind of peace that the world knows nothing of. Does that mean we live however we want and still have peace? Absolutely not. You can't sleep around on Saturday night and expect to wake up with peace on Sunday morning. Hello. You can't shag up with the devil and expect God to pay the rent. Why? Because you're not living under the lordship of Jesus. Married couple can't get in a fight, cuss, and throw stuff at each other, then expect to have the peace of God in their marriage. Right? Because you've got to bring everything in your life under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Someone tell somebody, if you want to have peace, he's got to be your king. Here's the good news. When we do live under the authority and the, the Lordship and the rule of Jesus, he gives us the kind of peace that other people don't understand. 
The peace of God which passes all understanding. Can't nobody figure it out, but I got it anyway. Hallelujah. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Think about my grandmother when she was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. You know what she said to us? She said, if I live or if I die, either way, I will. That's the kind of peace that people don't understand. That's the kind of peace that only comes from Jesus. Listen, the peace of God has nothing to do with the amount of money you have in the bank or how successful you are or how many real friends you have or how many fake friends you have on social media. Peace comes down to one question and one question only. Who is on the throne of your life? Because peace and real peace comes from King Jesus. Some of you, your life is in chaos right now. Things are, are going haywire and you have no inner peace. Listen to what Jesus said. This is a message from Jesus to you. John 14, 27. Peace I live, leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus came to give us peace. And it's not because of us, it's because he is with us. Amen? It's not about who I am, it's about who I know. Because I know the one who defeated death. And if he defeated death, there ain't no problem, ain't no worry, ain't no fear in my life he can't handle. Amen? Doesn't matter what the bank account says, it doesn't matter what the medical report says, it doesn't matter what popular culture says, because I know that I know that I know that Jesus is with me, He is the King of my life, and my God will never leave me, nor will He forsake me. You can be facing an awful situation. You can be faced with something that will make anybody else go crazy. But you can face it and not be afraid because Jesus is right there with you. He will not let go of you and he will give you his peace. Come on, tell somebody, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The donkey was a symbol of peace, but it also was a fulfillment of prophecy. Zechariah 9, verse 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just in having salvation, lowly and riding on the donkey, a colt, the foal of the donkey. This was prophesied in the Bible 550 years before that day in Jerusalem. Nothing takes God by surprise, church. He declares the end from the beginning. And 550 years beforehand, he showed the prophet Zechariah a glimpse of that day when Jesus would come into the city of Jerusalem. Why a donkey? That donkey is proof that the Word of God is more reliable than the opinions of man. When Jesus is your king, number one, Jesus brings peace. Number two, Jesus brings victory. In ancient Christianity, palm branches symbolized victory. With palm branches, they celebrated the victory that Jesus gave us over sin and death through his sacrifice on the cross. The palm branch symbolized victory. That's why in ancient times, you would see palm branches on coins or important buildings. Solomon had palm branches carved into the walls and the doors of the temple in Jerusalem. Why palm branches? Because Jesus comes in victory. John 16, 33, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome 
the world. Jesus overcame the world, but he did stop there. First Corinthians 15, 55. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He led captivity captive, and death couldn't stop him. The grave could not hold him. Nothing can hold our Jesus back. All the forces of hell cannot withstand him, and not even death can separate us from his love. Come on, tell somebody, I have victory in Jesus. Oh, come on, tell it like you mean it. I have victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, church. We've got victory over sin. We've got victory over sickness. We have victory over the guilt of the past. We have victory over pain. We have victory over depression. We have victory over life. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. We have victory in Jesus. There's nobody like our king. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There is nothing impossible for him. And he will withhold no good thing from his children. Come on, tell somebody, I have victory in Jesus. Glory to God. Revelation 7, and after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one can count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb, and they were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. What started on Palm Sunday continues into eternity. When we get to heaven, it's going to be a victory celebration. We're going to be there with people from every nation, tribe, and language, with palm branches lifted high, shouting the victory in Jesus' name. Every Sunday's Palm Sunday in heaven. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord is everlasting, and we're going to be singing his praises in victory forever. Listen, when Jesus is king, number one, he brings peace. Number two, he brings victory. And last one, his people praise him. Hallelujah. So the 22nd Psalm tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 20, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I can't explain it, but I believe it because Jesus said it. When we gather in the name of Jesus, he shows up in the midst of us. Hallelujah. Philippians 2.9, Wherefore God hath also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. And on Palm Sunday, as he entered the holy city, the Bible says the people began to shout his praise. Luke 19 tells us that when he came near the place where the road goes down to Mount Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. If God has done a miracle in your life, you ought to be a praiser. And this is what they shouted. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But then the haters came on the scene. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. There is always somebody trying to shut you up. 
But listen to what Jesus said. I tell you, they keep quiet, the stones won't cry out. My God, we come in here, we don't praise Jesus, uh, the carpet's going to start shouting. <laughs> the light picture's going to start singing his praise. I don't know about you, but I ain't going to let no rock sit there and praise God because I did. Jesus didn't shed his blood for a rock, he shed his blood for me. He didn't die on the cross for a rock, he died for me. Jesus didn't bear the whip to heal a rock, he bore the sight for my healing, for my redemption, and for my salvation. And if Jesus is your king, I dare you to take a moment and just praise him. Hallelujah. He is worthy. You are the king of glory. You are the king of majesty. Jesus, we magnify you. We praise you this morning. We magnify you, God. We will not hold back when it comes to praising you. You are worthy. I want to ask you this morning, is Jesus your king? Is he truly the Lord of your life? Have you received him as your Lord and Savior? Because a lot of people cheered him on that day in Jerusalem, but the Bible says that those who receive him will be saved. John 1.12, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. On Palm Sunday, we focus on the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, but as he entered the gates of your life, as he entered the gates of your heart, trust Jesus today and you can have the peace of God that passes understanding. When you trust your life to King Jesus, he will never leave you, he will never forsake you through every trial, through every pain, through every heartache, through every season of life. Jesus said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Will you stand this morning as we pray and as the praise team comes? Hallelujah. Jesus, you are King of kings and Lord of lords. And we acknowledge your lordship and your kingship today. And Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for every person who is here right now, every person who is listening. I thank you for loving them. Lord, you love them so much that you gave your life for them, that whoever would believe in you and receive you as Lord, God, they would be saved of their sins. They would be forgiven and set free. And Lord, if there's anybody here this morning, God, who hasn't surrendered their life to you, who hasn't surrendered to King Jesus today, God, I pray that you would give them the faith and the boldness now in this moment. God, to surrender their life to you. God, that they can experience the freedom that comes from Jesus. They can experience the joy of being forgiven of every sin they've ever committed. They can have the weight of sin and guilt removed off of their life and experience the love and the joy and the mercy and the goodness of God. Give them the boldness today, God, to surrender all to Jesus. God, in this moment as we pray, Lord, I thank you. Jesus, you change everything. Lord, you take the what's broken and you restore it. You take what's missing. And God, you fill that void. And Lord, I thank you, God, for doing that right now, God. For those who don't know you, Lord, I thank you for drawing them by your Holy Spirit. That today is a day of life change. Today is a day of redemption. Today is their day of salvation. I want to lead you in a simple prayer just to help you start your journey of faith in Christ. Will you pray this prayer with me? Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Be my king. I give you my sin. I give you my failures. I give you my faults. Restore me. Make me brand new. Give me your peace. 
your forgiveness, your mercy, your love. With your help, I'll live for you the rest of my life. Amen. Can we celebrate that this morning? Come on, let's take a seat.